Welcome. We are one step closer to the Super Bowl. This, of course, is Wacky Wednesday. I'm Adam Best, here with the golden voice of Sterling Holmes and producer Richard doing his thing behind the scenes. Sterling, how are you feeling about uh, this big Buffalo rematch? I'm feeling good, man. I, like Maybe I shouldn't feel this good, but I do. I feel great. I'm excited. The Chiefs showed us they can take it to another level come playoff season. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm ready to, to have the Chiefs and Mahomes specifically put to rest the, well, can they win on the road in the playoffs? Because guess what? I think they can, and I think they will. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, he's had a better record on the road during the regular season than he has at home. So this is just an asinine conversation that Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen, who instantly took the league by storm, can't win a playoff game on the road. Uh, I think he's going to relish playing the villain. I, I really do. We'll get into that later. But first, we've got a little bit of business. Uh, yeah, Chiefs fans, everyone, DraftKings is offering a fantastic sign-up bonus ahead of this game against the Bills. You can place a $5 first bet on anything to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. The best part is that you'll receive both rewards even if your first bet loses. When you join DraftKings, make sure to sign up with our code ARROWHEAD. Using our code ARROWHEAD not only gets you these great bonuses, but also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure you use the code ARROWHEAD to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers with 200 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Well, it's time for the crowd-pleasing Kansas City stock market. Let's do it, baby. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. It's a woozy, it's a fairy dust. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. So this is the first time we've done an entire show out of the Kansas City stock market, but we've got so many burning questions that it just felt right. Uh, Remember guys, this is interactive. So you can play along and and say whether you'd pump or dump as Sterling and I navigate this ourselves. First up, we've got 10 of these. Number one, let's get right into it. Josh Allen is more likely than Patrick Mahomes to make a critical mistake during a crucial moment. Pump or dump. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm, I'm asking the perfect person for this question. I think. Come on, man. Yeah, pump hard. I love Josh Allen too, which is hilarious. I, ever, I never understand the hate that Josh Allen gets. If the Chiefs didn't have Mahomes and I could pick one quarterback in the NFL who I'd want the Chiefs to have, it's Josh Allen. But the fact still remains, he's a a more a higher variance version of Patrick Mahomes where the upside is probably the same but the lows are way way lower with Allen than Mahomes Josh Allen is way more prone to make a mistake and after the Chiefs game against the Dolphins I have even more faith in Mahomes that come playoff time he understands you can't put the ball in harm's way he threw the ball 41 times there were 34 targets what does that mean seven throwaways seven So that to me is a guy who's not going to put the ball in harm's way. Love Josh Allen. Very great player. But if you're going to say who's more likely to make an interception or make a boneheaded play, we have seen Josh Allen look like he's dropped acid or LSD in the playoffs and then try and play football. We ain't seen that from Mahomes outside of one half against the Bengals. Yes, mega pump. Well, that half taught him a lot too. If you look at their turnover-worthy play rate this season, it's pretty identical. Mahomes is 2.9%. Allen's is three point, 3%, basically. Last year, the Delta was much wider. One season can kind of be uh, just a limited sample size. So last season, it was Mahomes at 2.3% and Allen at 4.2%. That's a pretty big gap for turnover-worthy play rate. But I think what is a little deceiving about that is when Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes make their mistakes. I think Josh Allen is more likely at this juncture in his career to, to force things late in games and play a little too much hero ball. Mahomes has done that too, but I think he's been through so many of these playoff lessons. 
including the the interceptions he threw in Super Bowl 54, which I think were were kind of a, a pivotal turning point for him that you got to take care of the ball. Uh, and and then, like you said, that game against the Bengals, he threw kind of a, a freaky interception to a defensive lineman that that really uh, turned that thing in the wrong direction. So I, I'm also pumping here. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Patrick Grant. Thank you so much for the super chat. Very, very kind. Says Bill's playing with all the pressure and that she's playing with house money. Pat has a better record on the road than at home. Patrick, you're just in luck. That's one of the questions we have. Might be uh, a little later on, but yes, we will hit that. And thank you again so much, Patrick, for that super chat. And by the way, if anyone's wondering on the video version, uh, I'm in Josh Briscoe's office at the station, the radio station. I just broke in here. Uh, thought I'd break in here and just do a show from his office. So that's what I'm doing. That's why all the basketball jerseys are in the background, huh? Yeah, that's exactly why. All right, next pump or dump. Buffalo's undermanned defense got significantly more banged up against Pittsburgh. We should consider the Bills the actual underdog. Pump or dump. And again, to note the key injuries, uh, Terrell Bernard at linebacker, Teron Johnson concussion, uh, cornerback Christian Benford, which is why you're seeing a lot more Kyrie Elam, uh, puncher Sam Martin, which again, you saw why the uh, snaps were so bad and Tyler Bass was, uh, I mean, brutal. Looked like me kicking the football out there. Um, linebacker Tyrell Dodson and Rizal Douglas could return, supposedly will return, but still, especially at linebacker and corner, the Bills are very banged up. Yeah, and Taron Johnson, their ace slot receiver, he has a history of concussions. This is his second one this year. This is his fourth in the pros on a short week. Man, I just don't know. I wish him well, but I don't know if he's going to clear the concussion protocol in, in, what is it, six days? That is a tall ask. The, the averages for this sort of thing would say that he won't. But even if these guys play, and I think uh, Terrell Bernard, I mean, he was carted off. I mean, even if that's a a high ankle injury he plays through, I just don't know how he's going to do it this week. And if he does play, he's going to be compromised. That back seven, which already was kind of a shell of itself after losing a few stars, Matt Milano, one of them, uh, they were kind of starting to gel and find their new identity. And I think that's going to be hard to do with all these new injuries. So uh, it's a light pump. It's hard to say the Chiefs are the favorite on the road, but I think this game is at worst a pick given these injuries. Yeah, yeah I, I would say the Chiefs, if it were me setting the line, I would say it would be a slight favorite. I guess, I guess obviously, um, maybe that's me being a little bit of a homer, but I really don't think so. I, I try and do the best job I can not being a homer with especially a lot of my takes. Um, but if I were betting on this game, which I probably will, I'm going to bet on the on the Chiefs. I, I think they are a bad matchup for the Bills, who, again, are very, very banged up. I, I don't think the Bills have the ability to take advantage of anything on the Kansas City defense. While on the flip side of things, it sucks, but injuries are part of the game. And at linebacker and corner, they're, they're not strong. They, they have so many weaknesses there even without the the guys being out right even without uh Tredavious White being injured without even the, the Teron Johnson being injured now you add that into the equation man I, I don't see how they keep up um yeah I I, I would have the Chiefs as as you mentioned they were pick them or slight favorites even on the road these are not ideal problems to have against the Chiefs because Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey will kill you at the intermediate level and if you can't tackle and if you can't communicate, they're they're very savvy, Patrick Mahomes friendly options at this point. I think Rice has become that, as we saw last week, kind of him finding uh, the soft spot, kind of Juju Smith Schuster esque, uh, and and then you know being soft at linebacker with the strength of the Chiefs being that interior line, and and to some extent Isaiah Pacheco. I just think things are really lining up uh, well for the Chiefs. Yeah, number three. You, you got something else? Yeah, I, I mean, again, for some reason, don't get me wrong, the Bills did beat the Steelers by, what, two touchdowns? That's great, but the Chiefs beat the Dolphins by 19. The Dolphins are actually good. We all knew the Steelers were the worst team heading into the playoffs. That's not a surprise. Beating the Dolphins by 19 
you should get a little more credit for that. I get the weather conditions, but it's not like the weather's going to be great in Buffalo. And by the way, I think Mahomes is much better than Josh Allen playing in bad conditions. I think this Chiefs team is built for playing in bad conditions more so than Buffalo. So, again, I don't understand the line. I'm hoping to make some money off this. Yeah, when Mason Rudolph is moving the ball at well against your defense on a couple drives, that is not a good look. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Number three. Without a proven consistent number two option, LeJarrius Sneed and co. will be able to take Stefan Diggs out of the game. Pump or dump? What do you consider out of the game? Like, do you have a yardage? Do you have a, because uh, again, yeah, let's it, say 50, it, over under 50. I normally like 60 or 70. I did it with Tyreek Hill and was right last time, last week against the uh, the Dolphins. Um, if you said 60, I'm ripping the under. But uh, I, I do think that the Chiefs will contain controls to find digs. I'm not worried about him. It's it's Dalton Knox, or Dalton Kincaid. That's who I'm, I'm more worried about, right? Dawson Knox fine but it's Dalton Kincaid who I'm worried about Stefan Diggs I think probably gets around 60 yards 55 to 60 um, but it's going to be seven or eight targets at least to get there um, Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie I have full faith in especially Legereus uh, Sneed we saw him lock up Tyreek Devontae Adams AJ Brown Stefan Diggs will be next in line yeah I'm a little bit worried about James Cook catching the rock too he uh He's kind of built to exploit one of the Chiefs' weaknesses, which is historically, I mean, this is pretty much during the entire Spags era, uh, running backs catching passes out of the backfield. Hmm. You know, I'm just not seeing it from Khalil Shakir. He's a nice player, but he's not a true number two. I don't think Dalton Kincaid is ready. Mike Hughes isn't going to be out there slipping around anymore. People forget that that game that Gabe Davis went nuclear during. Tyron Matthew got concussed early in that game, and the Chiefs' defense was completely discombobulated. They their communication was off. They were on the same page. They looked slow, uh, and, and really, nobody. Gabe Davis sat out last week. Nobody's even talking about him because he's sort of a non-factor who just occasionally he he's like a, a rich man's MVS basically. Last year's MVS basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last year's MVS or or middle class MVS, you know, not not very scary. Uh, so Stefan Diggs has not had very good games against the Chiefs traditionally. As weird as that sounds, I'm going to take the under on those 50 yards. Mm. Uh, all right. The table breaking Buffalo crowd desperate to slay the Kansas City Dragon will be an insurmountable advantage. I'm dumping. I do think their fan base is going to absolutely lose their minds and it's going to be a rocky environment to encounter. But Mahomes, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, that entire staff, they're so battle tested at this point that I don't think there's any crowd in the National Football League you can you can throw at them that would make them kind of uh, turtle up in their shell. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm dumping this one. Uh, the crowd's great. I give a lot of credit to Buffalo. Uh, it looked like fun. They made you know lemonade out of lemons in in regards to the the snow being on the seats. I thought that was pretty bush league of the Bills or the NFL in general. You clear the field and you clear the the walkway, but then you decide, hey, yeah, these people are paying hundreds of dollars to go to a playoff game. Yeah, bleep their seats. They make them bring a shovel into the game. Like that to me was pretty absurd. But they have a great fan base. They're very passionate. Uh, I respect the hell out of a lot of those guys. Um, but no, the Chiefs, again, they've shown they can win on the road. They can win in tough environments. Um, I don't think all of a sudden now it's the playoffs. They're going to all of a sudden, as you mentioned, crawl into their shells. Um, I guess the one guy to watch is Juwan Taylor, who's already heavily penalized. Will he get a couple of other false starts? pre-snap penalties because the noise as well. That would be a instance 
or that'd be a, a player, maybe even Donovan Smith, maybe a guy or two I'd look at and say, hey, come on, guys, don't bleep up. Yeah, maybe LeJarrius Sneed on the road getting really physical with with digs. They might be, uh, with the crowd noise, they might be more prone to throw a flag. Uh, I'm trying to, like, really grasping for straws here. If Kadarius or Sky Moore were playing, I might be a little worried about them making some knucklehead mistakes. And this isn't taking any way, anything away from the Buffalo fans, Bills Mafia. Like Sterling said, this is an insanely loyal fan base that we have a lot of respect for. I mean, they've never won a Super Bowl to go through what they went through in the 90s, losing four in a row. Just an unreal fan base. And I wish... You know, they could have all their dreams come true, but unfortunately they are standing in our way of a dynasty and uh, we need that dynasty. Yeah. All right. You go to the next one here. Mahomes has stated that he loves to play the villain on the road. We hit on that earlier. We're saying his first road playoff game will bring out the best in him. Pumper dump. Pump, I, I think what we saw last week will carry over, and I think we'll see fewer drops this game, although we probably will see one or two, especially on the deep ball. But in regards to what we saw, as far as you know, between the ears, the decision-making, the processing, Mahomes was perfection last week. He didn't make a single bad decision. When he decided to run, he was um, effective, he was uh, direct. He wasn't, you know, getting down. He, he, he was smart, though, about the hits he took. I think we'll see the same thing in Buffalo. And again, with the better weather, again, it might not be great, but the better weather, I don't expect Travis Kelsey to have as many drops. I don't expect Rasheed Rice. He seemingly has a drop issue, knock on wood, uh, out of his system. That leaves McColl and the rest of the crew. He'll probably get one or two, but overall, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game from Mahomes. He will consistently make the right decision. So I grew up a huge Reggie Miller fan. That's my favorite basketball player of all time. And that was a guy that really fed on the, the road crowd, uh, most notably in Madison Square Garden. And there just are those certain kinds of players who are so confident and really feed off any perceived slight or any doubt. And, you know, we know Mahomes when he started counting his fingers against Chicago, right? He's that kind of guy. He's got that that uh, uh, competitive prick in him. So I think he's sick of hearing people say that he can't win on the road in the playoffs and kind of docking his success because that's never transpired. And I think he's going to go in there and try to silence his critics. Yeah, uh, I, I am. Uh, I'm pumping. Yeah. Uh, super chat from Bumpa BB. Thank you. Always appreciate you. Says who's ready for Sky and Tony to get 50 snaps puking emoji that's not gonna happen <laughs> i think they're activating sky more just as depth i don't think they'll god i hope they don't t- tinker with this rotation we cannot go back to musical chairs what we had last week you notice i mean mccall well he might a, not actually play though by the way like right. just because you have a 21 day window so just because he's activated, what the Chiefs typically do is they let you practice a week, then bring you back week two. I'd be pretty surprised if we saw Sky more activated for this game. I would too. I would too. And I don't want them to mess with this rotation and go back to musical chairs because MVS squeezed the rock. Justin Watson, the same. Not a lot of problems with that group last week. McCall Hardman, uh, there's always going to be mystery about why he can't seem to track or find or even see deep balls. But uh, I think that's just who he is at this point. Yeah. Uh, some injury news in general. Legereus Sneed, Justin Ross, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore were limited in practice today. And then Derek Naughty did not practice. Just as little uh, little notes for everyone out there. I thought uh, Tershawn Wharton looked a little bit better. Uh, this past week, I don't, I mean, not, not dramatically, but you have to wonder sometimes it takes guys a little longer to fully come back from surgery. And he looked pretty good before that knee injury. What I thought was interesting is when Naughty went down, you saw mostly an addition of an extra edge rusher, as far as moving someone inside a minute who played 80% of snaps, Carl Loftus, 74 
Chris Jones, 72, and Mike Dana, 70. And even at times, you actually saw Leo Chennault line up in a uh, 3-4 type set with him being an outside linebacker rushing after the quarterback. So it was interesting. When, when Nadi went down, they decided, hey, we'll get a little more aggressive. Necessity is the mother of invention, right? I like Charles Amenehu lining up inside. I mean, there was uh, one play there on the Tua interception where he pushed, God, who was it? He pushed their guard so far back that Tua had to adjust his feet. And I think that contributed to that pick. Number six, neither Kansas City nor Buffalo has a stout rush defense. Because of that, whoever runs the ball more effectively will win the game. Pump or dump. That's a good one. That's a real good one. I'm going to say dump. But it's not because I don't think it's important. I think the majority of this comes down to the Chiefs defense overall being much healthier and quite frankly, just much better than the Bills defense. I think special teams will play a large role. And I do think a mistake from Josh Allen most likely is the biggest difference. So again, not saying this does not matter. I just don't think this is the biggest indicator of that. I do expect a heavy dose of Isaiah Pacheco in this game and Nick Bolton. Uh, who had his cast on the first time around, first game back, who looked a little, um, not slow, but you could tell playing with the cast was hard for him that first game back. He was getting adjusted to it. Uh, No Drew Tranquil, that's a big get back. Willie Gay Jr., I've said the entire time, this linebacker room, this will be the key for the Chiefs' victory. Not just stopping James Cook, but trying to also stop Josh Allen running the ball, as well as Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Well, neither of these teams are particularly great against the the run. Uh, their rush defensive EPA per play, the Bills are 24th, the Chiefs are 28th. I think, though, the difference in a one-off playoff week, I trust Steve Spagnuolo's game plan more than I trust Sean McDermott and the, the uh, defensive coaching staff for the Bills. We saw last year in the Super Bowl, their game plan for Jalen Hurts included stopping him with the ball in his hands, rushing. And I think they will have a plan on how to handle Josh Allen. Now, that's easier said than done. The guy is a bull in a china shop. He's he's more like three bulls in a china shop when he gets going. Uh, so, And I also worry a little bit with him if uh, they're going to go for it a little bit more because they don't have their punter. Talking about necessity being the mother of all invention, if it's fourth and and two, and normally they might look at a punt, maybe they say, ah, this guy's only been here for a week. Now, I know it was their old punter from two years ago, but still cold weather, new punter, lots of pressure. They may prefer to have the ball in Josh Allen's hands. Uh, I'm pumping here, not, not super heavy, but I kind of feel like Kansas City uh, – thinks its biggest advantage in this game is the trio of Creed, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and Trey Smith. Trey Smith was fantastic last week. He kicked Christian Wilkins, a good player, a good defense uh, tackle. He kicked his ass all over the field. He really did. I think those guys are are in a groove and will dominate up front. And I think Pacheco will uh, once again be uh, particularly hard to tackle late in this game. What I will say is the Chiefs' run defense was phenomenal. I mean, absurdly good against the Dolphins. But again, I will say going into that game, I said, don't look at all of the Chiefs' run defense numbers because the Dolphins do things a little differently. The Dolphins get outside and try and get one-on-ones to try and force missed tackles with the running back against a corner. Well, the Chiefs' corners love to tackle, and they are great at it. They are a um, they're different in that way. Most corners... Don't tackle like the Chiefs corners. So that's why you see all of these crazy long runs that the Miami Dolphins explosive runs that they would do because they're picking on -on one-on-ones with cornerbacks who can't tackle. The Chiefs are are the aberration here. Well, you also saw Charles Amenehu did a great job of trying to make these guys redirect. Charles Amenehu and Carl Loftus will be paramount in stopping the run against the Bills. The difference is the Bills are a little bit more north-south, which actually is worse for this Kansas City Chiefs run defense. That is where the weakness has been. So while I don't think James Cook and the Bills run attack is quite as good as the Dolphins, I would expect them at least to be a little better than the Dolphins just based on scheme. I can see that. Yeah, they don't really have the bruising back that you're going to hate to tackle late in a cold game. 
late in a cold playoff game. But I think James Cook's a nice player. And I think their other two are, you know, Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, uh, nothing to write home about, but they have a fairly good running game. And really the guy to worry about is, is Allen himself. I mean, that is, that's the best part of their, their running attack. He had a huge touchdown, like a 50 something yard touchdown where he juked some guy out of his jock strap last week against the Steelers. So we're going to have to keep him in check. Uh, next one, Donovan Smith, Drew Tranquil, and Isaiah Pacheco missed the last matchup between these two teams. Their return will be mon- uh, <laughs> will be incredible. Pumper dump. Uh, yeah, that's a huge pump. That's a huge, huge pump. Isaiah Pacheco in particular, I think, is, is uh, well-suited to take advantage of where they are ailing in the middle. I'm not very scared of their defensive tackles, their their interior there. And we've talked about their linebackers being kind of in a state of disarray. Uh, Drew Tranquil played excellent last week. Uh, I think from an intelligence standpoint, uh, he he's a difference maker. He's a great blitzer that I think Spags likes to use in opportune moments. And Donovan Smith... I thought he had an excellent game last week. PFF agreed. They gave him a 73.7 pass blocking grade. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I think the difference between him and Wanye Morris, you didn't only see it in that particular tackle's play. You saw it in Mahomes' trust level. For some reason, Mahomes last week, he was he was on time. He's on schedule. He was staying in the pocket. He was believing in his tackles and his receivers and and the playbook and all of that where you know previous times in the season he was bailing far too early and and going into I'm going to do it myself mode so I think Donovan Smith was part of what instilled a little bit more confidence in Mahomes last week yeah, this is a massive pump for me. Obviously, Drew Tranquil and Isaiah Pacheco. I, I like the one from Think Th- Think Through Tackle who says pop is going to pop. But Donovan Smith, I think you're right, man. I've gone a little back and forth on this, a little wishy-washy. Yeah, the fence kind of hurts to sit on, I, I guess, if you're me. You know, Wanye Morris was my favorite draft pick the Chiefs took. But again, I did not think or expect him to play this year. I didn't want him to. If that happened, I thought that meant something went seriously wrong. Well, injury happened to Donovan Smith and Wanya Morris got inserted. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yes, he had to go through his rookie ups and downs that every single rookie offensive lineman goes through. But in totality, I thought he was pretty darn solid, especially as a run blocker. I thought he was an upgrade over Donovan Smith in the run blocking game. I know PFF doesn't typically agree there, but I think they may be a little off base in that one. But Donovan Smith, this past game, was great. I said he was one of my unsung heroes, right? You've not played for multiple weeks now. You're thrown into the fire. I get it. You're not going up against great pass rushers. But you're sitting here going, that's still dang tough to go up after missing that many weeks. Your jaw was kind of questionable. You get thrown back in, and you were great. So for me, Donovan Smith will be an upgrade in this game. Um it's not like the the Bills have these great pass rushers. Rousseau's solid, right? He's had a nice season. Uh, Ed Oliver's very, very good right there on the interior mostly. Uh, Von Miller has been two scoops of ass. Guess how many tackles Von Miller has this season? I have no idea. It sounds three, bad. Three. Three tackles. Wow. Guess how many sacks Von Miller has this season? Zero? One? Yeah, z- zero. Zero sacks. Yeah. Um, not great. So, Boogie Basham, uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really worried about the pass rush outside of Ed Oliver mm-hmm. on uh, on the Bills defense. So I'm sitting here going, you know what, Donovan Smith might be a little bit of an upgrade. I do trust him in this game. Well, he's battle tested. He played in that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55 that the Chiefs played against the Bucks. He was Tom Brady's left tackle, so he's been a left tackle in huge moments. There's nothing that's going to happen that's going to surprise him. Is he a little penalty prone? Yeah, he is. He is. But I don't think he's going to make a critical mistake and let Patrick Mahomes get killed at the wrong time. Wanya Morris just wasn't ready for the show yet. And I think he will be. I absolutely have super high hopes for him. And there were some really promising signs. But 
at this uh, juncture in the postseason, you want proven commodities. You want guys who have been there. You want as much continuity with the line as you can have. And and he's played more games this season. It just makes sense that they're going to ride Donovan. Yeah, I mean, again, as much as I like Wanye Morris for the future, I'm sitting here going, he's not seen everything. You know, I, t- I was talking to Neil Smith about this a while ago. Like, how would you try and attack a a rookie tackle? He's like, you punk him. You, you, you just show them something they've not seen before. You, you be the big dog and you punk them early on. You get in their head, they're going to have trouble recovering. Not saying guys aren't talented, but you see a big reason why a lot of tackles, even tackles that end up being very good players, why they struggle so much early on that first season. They're trying to adjust. And again, I would trust Donovan Smith more against these average pass rushers than again, an average pass rusher who might still have the veteran advantage, the smarts to try and get one over on a rookie. So again, for this game and for the rest of the playoffs, I trust Donovan Smith more. We're going to stick with tackles here. Jawan Taylor will continue to rack up costly penalties and be a drive killer. Pump or dump? Pump. And some of it's not all his fault. You know, again, the false start. Yeah, man. I know people are trying to say, yeah, well, maybe it was Creed Humphrey. I go, okay, but no one else moved except for him. What's that tell you? Okay. He is a big issue, a massive issue. The block in the back, I don't think was his fault. Don't think it was his fault. It uh, looked like he got pushed in the back and then he in it was like a domino effect, right? I don't 100% blame him for that. But at the same time, if you are a Mizzou fan, right? We all remember Jeremiah Tillman early on in his career at Mizzou. He would foul guys left and right nonstop. So what happened? If it was even close, what would you do? Well, you're throwing the flag on him because he's done it before, even though it might not be a penalty. But if it's even questionable, you're sitting here going, well, He's a tagged man. He is a tagged man. So it's unfair. It is unfair at times. But yes, he will cost the Chiefs because the refs have him tagged. Yeah, he's a bit of a marked man. And I don't think the crowd noise will help with the false starts at all. That's going to make things worse, probably. And you're hearing rumblings of Chiefs fans saying you should cut Juwan Taylor. I've even heard people that cover the Chiefs say that. You really can't next season with where his his dead cap, where his cap hit would be. So what I would do with this guy, hire a sports psychologist, uh, get him with Duke Mannyweather or or some other wide receiver guru, uh, basically take him back to zero and, and put him back together. Humpty Dumpty his psyche back together because I think he is just mentally a little off. He's lost confidence. He he just has issues. I don't think we're going to resolve those issues this season, but I'm not quitting on Juwan Taylor. He actually looked pretty good pass blocking last week. Sure. So I, I don't think this is a, uh, a problem that can't be salvaged or a player that can't be salvaged. I think he can be. I just don't think we're going to make that happen this season in the playoffs. Yeah, and by the way, who was very critical of the signing, and I was told that uh, Veach knows all. Uh, yeah, it was this guy. Again, love Brett Veach. This was not a signing I would have made. I hated it from the get-go. And not just the player, obviously, but the contract for what you are getting. Again, um, I am always nervous when there's a penalty because I'm 85% sure it's going to be on 74. And that is not a good thing for a right tackle who's making $20 million a year. But as we talked about last week, our tackles in uh, 2022 weren't very good either. They allowed as a duo, the most pressures in the league. Uh, then fast forward to the postseason, they were really in a groove. They were fantastic. They were part of that zero sack effort against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So maybe these guys can just string together a couple of good games. That's really all we need is for them to play uh, offensive linemen outside of the greats, like Joe Tooney, who give you brilliance every single week and don't make mistakes. They're pretty up and down. And maybe we can we can get a little hot streak from these two. Yeah, I sure hope so. Again, it got, it got made Andrew Wiley a bleep ton of money. Yeah, and part of that, uh, like we talked about with with uh, Aaron Schatz from uh, the creator of DVOA, uh, sacks are somewhat of a quarterback stat, but I don't think everyone looks at it like that. So Patrick Mahomes' ability to even when he invites pressures to avoid pressure, made Andrew Wiley look good. 
hopefully uh, some Mahomes magic will make these guys, uh, their lives easier. Yeah. Uh, next one, Rasheed Rice didn't fully break out until after the first contest between these two teams. His emergence will put Kansas City over the top. Pump or dump? Yeah, I'm pumping. This is not the guy you want to face when you're having cornerback and linebacker problems because he is uh, just a load to handle in the open field. A yak monster. He's playing exceptional football right now. He's been good all season. But since the the Buffalo game, those past four games, his yards per route run average is 2.85. Small sample size, but uh, if you extrapolate that out for the entire season – that puts him in CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson territory. So that tells you how, you know, what kind of level he's playing at right now. And yeah, they, they're catching him at, at the wrong time. I'm, I'm just amazed with this kid. He came out in with the windshield feeling like negative 28, his first playoff game ever. Mahomes is throwing just rocks at him. And, and some were high. They weren't all perfect passes. He was snagging everything turning up field. He was finding holes in, 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 uh, in the zone. He played pretty much a flawless game. Uh, I mean, every week I'm kind of sitting here reevaluating what the sky is for this kid, like what uh, pun intended, I guess. But, uh, um, man, I, I just think he, he maybe has a actual wide receiver one ceiling at this point. Yeah, dog, he is going to hammer the Bills. Even the betting market thinks so. I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, he actually, of any player, has the highest over-under receiving yards in this game. It's not Stephon Diggs. It's Rasheed Rice. Not Kelsey either. Rasheed Rice is going to be the difference. Again, the market, I think, already knows. Those weak cross, or the weak linebackers, a weak secondary from the Bills. They better get feasted on. Rice, rice, baby. Dude, I, I really think Rasheed Rice is going to have another massive game. Again, the cold showed he does not get bothered by that. A lot of guys were trying to catch the ball with his body. He was going out with his hands. That was very, very impressive. Kind of goes to show that the drop issues in the earlier part of the season were not physical. Those were mental. Uh, maybe trying to do a little bit too much. But again, the playoffs come around. He was nails uh, yeah, I do think Rice brings the Chiefs and puts them over the top. Yeah, some of those early drops, rookies do that. Jamar Chase did that in his rookie season in the preseason. So I think those can be blown out of proportion. Once he got accustomed to the playbook and his quarterback, he's been you know the most reliable player in the field, honestly, other than Patrick Mahomes himself for the, for the Chiefs. And yeah, I, I can't say enough about him. He just... You can tell with his personality. He just relishes being on a big stage, and I think it brings out the best in him. And we've seen with our other wide receivers, they've kind of crumpled in, in those scenarios. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, MVS. This kid does not. He is clutch when you need him to be, and I think he's going to be clutch this week. Yeah, 100% could not agree more. And what I thought was fascinating was, on, was, was when sometimes the uh, Dolphins would blitz it wasn't Kelsey that Mahomes was looking to right away because you have to go to your first read. It was Rice. That's a trust factor. That's a trust situation of, all right, I have to get this out right now. He better be in the right spot. It wasn't Kelsey. It wasn't MVS. It wasn't Watson. It wasn't a veteran. It was the rookie, Rasheed Rice. That is a massive emergence for him, and I love this. I keep saying I want the Chiefs to be creative, not just necessarily with the, you know, in the red zone with the wildcat. That's fun. That's fun, creative. But putting Rice and Kelsey on the same side of the field. So that way, one of those guys almost guaranteed to get a one on one. That way, the safety has to make a decision. Do I try and come down and bracket Rice? Do I try and bracket Kelsey? Because odds are one of those guys will have a one on one opportunity. That's the type of creativity that I like to see. You can't shade them both. You brought the red zone and execution down there. Nick Wright made an interesting point that I want to get your opinion on. He said that the Chiefs might be taking more field goals this season, not because they're necessarily worse or Mahomes has uh, uh, regressed there, but because he's being more careful with the football, because he trusts his top three at worst defense to hold the other uh, team score down. We are the only team in the league 
that hasn't allowed over 30 points this season. So maybe that is part of Mahomes' decision making. Like I, it, Harrison Butker is nails. I'm not going to throw a pick down here. I'm not going to fumble the football. We're going to walk away with at least three points and trust our defense. It's the strategy, man. It, it's wild to say, but it's defense and special teams and taking care of the football. Marty it's, Ball, baby. It, it, it's Marty Ball with Mahomes. But, <sighs> but that's basically what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just play smart football. Again, it looks different. Just because it looks different and maybe less explosive offensively doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean that you can't win. They're just doing it a different way. If the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year based on special teams and defense, the NFL is screwed. Because that means the Chiefs will have won three Super Bowls three different ways. A Super Bowl with Mahomes on a rookie deal and Tyreek Hill. Then you they won a Super Bowl with Mahomes on a second contract, no Tyreek Hill. And then they would have won a Super Bowl with a defense-first mentality. That would be terrifying for the rest of the NFL. Yeah, it's that uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad meme. How do they keep getting away from with this? You know, um, God, it sounded like I went through puberty there. Did you? Or you, I mean, I mean, the Chiefs' wide receivers have a lot of drops. I didn't know if some other thing may have dropped. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm 13 over here. Uh, yeah, drops. Hey, the only drops last week were coming from Kelsey, though. So hopefully he can clean that up. Uh, nice super chat here from Lance says, thank you, by the way, Lance. Uh, Leonard Floyd, 10 and a half sacks and starting DN for the Super Bowl Rams is also on the Bills. And AJ Epinosa, uh, who had a pick on Patty in the in the game this year. Uh, yeah, Leonard Floyd's been solid. He's been a solid player for a while now. Um, you're right. He was on that Rams team. I wouldn't say Leonard Floyd's like a game changer by any means. Uh, I would probably consider him a little bit more in the ilk of a Karloftis, probably, as far as a good player, but you're not not a great player, at least not yet, right? I think Karloftis is still young enough. He can probably reach there. Leonard Floyd is a very good player. Um, and then AJ Epinosa, yeah, he had the interception, but that was one great play. I wouldn't count on that in this one. Yeah, and Floyd, we talked about him in the preseason as, or I guess in the offseason as someone the Chiefs should be interested in because he adds kind of that speed rush element that the Chiefs haven't had. Uh, so he's a he's a good player, but I don't think he's necessarily uh, a game wrecker that uh, will just completely blow this game up. But he could make his presence felt. Good player, no doubt. Yeah, again, you know, he obviously has Ed Oliver on the inside. That's when he was best with the Rams, with with Aaron Donald. Um, they had a lot of different pass rushers on those Rams teams. Again, Leonard Floyd seems to me like a guy you don't want your focal piece to be around. If he's your best edge rusher, not great. If he's your third, then you might be having some success there. Right now, it seems like he's their second uh, and maybe even their best actually outside edge rusher. Uh, again, that, that doesn't speak a ton of volume to me about the success of the Bills' You know, it wasn't by design. It wasn't by design either, right? They they expected with that contract for Von Miller to really be a difference maker, and that's one of the things we said about Von Miller and that crazy contract was it, it will look probably great in year one, but if he falls off a cliff, that is going to be a spectacularly bad contract, and that's what it looks like right now. So when you have a guy fall off like that, all of a sudden Leonard Floyd, who's not a number one, has to play like a number one. I just don't know if he can do that. Finally, since the Bills have never won a Super Bowl and they find their window to be closing, uh, a lot of that is due to age as well as cap concerns. The pressure is all on them. Pump or dump? Yeah, I'm pumping, man. They fall behind in this game. The Chiefs find themselves up a couple touchdowns. All those ghosts. From all the way back to like the the Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith era, they're gonna rear their ugly heads. That's what's gonna happen. I think everyone in that stadium will say, "Here, oh, you know, here we go again." Right? I think that will be the vibe in Orchard Park. Uh, now, I'm not saying the Bills can't overcome that, but I think even the players themselves. Gosh, there's this this kind of uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Which which NBA team? But like. Uh, the the Pacers or the Cavs or the Knicks trying to beat the the Bulls. At some point, you just have little brother syndrome too. So I think that's part of it. But yeah, their their age, 
the age of this team, their cap health, they aren't in, in as good of a situation as the Chiefs are. Now, that doesn't mean that Josh Allen isn't early in his career and they can't kind of re- uh, reboot over a few years and get back to the promised land. They can. But I think for this iteration of the Buffalo Bills, man, that window is like barely ajar. They have to slide through now. This is the best chance to get the Chiefs. And if they come out sluggish, I think there might be a little panic. If they don't this year, then when? Hmm. 13 seconds was the start. I think this is the end of this Bills iteration. Again, as you mentioned, I'm not saying the Bills can't win. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Bills will never make a Super Bowl ever again, uh, at least as long as Josh Allen's there. But I think if they get beat at home against this Chiefs team that everyone keeps saying is a down Chiefs team, I'd be shocked to an extent if Sean McDermott kept his job. You know, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, those are both 30-plus-year-old safeties. You don't typically have those guys sticking around too much longer, as you saw with the Bengals. They had to get rid of Jesse Bates and Von Bell because the contract for their quarterback came to roost. Now we're seeing that with Josh Allen. If they lose to this game, I mean, you lose at home to Fon Diggs, who keeps losing in the playoffs and who keeps sitting there so people can take his picture looking sad. Eventually, he's going to want out. Gabe Davis, who I don't think is very good, and it seems like a lot of Bills fans are kind of the same boat. He's going to be a free agent. Von Miller, yikes. He's not good. You went all in. I'm just sitting here going, if they don't do it this year at home, they're hot against a Chiefs team that is down, then win. Again, all of the pressure is on the Bills. And if they don't win this game, if they get down early, if they start playing tight, look at the Cowboys. I think that's the best example. Look at the Cowboys. Look at a team that all the pressure was on them. All of it. They got down and they got tight. They made it worse. They dug themselves a hole. Dak Prescott tried to make a play happen, turned into a pick six. If Josh Allen tries too hard to make a play happen, that turns into a pick six. I worry about that with the Bills. I really feel like all the pressure's on them. And if they get tight, this might be a blowout. And obviously, it's a different situation between the Packers and the Chiefs because the Packers are so young, there are no expectations on them. And Jordan Love, Man, he's become an incredible player. He just looked like he was playing in a parking lot uh, on a Saturday afternoon out there, just just completely loose and, and dealing all over the field. And I think that's how Patrick might come into this game. There's they've won two Super Bowls. Their window looks like it's wide open for the next decade. The way their youngest snap adjusted defense in the league, great uh, cap health, maybe even too great of cap health. For, for the kind of opportunity they have at their doorstep right now. Oh, man, I just think the Bills, it's all the pressure's on them. And if you look at the way they've been drafting, it's okay. But Kair Elam, not great. Gabe Davis, not great. James Cook, okay. And Dalton Kincaid, I think he's going to be a pretty good pick. But where are the other stars, homegrown stars for this team? We're just not seeing it like we are with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have just been hit after hit after hit. Karloftis, McDuffie, Humphrey, Bolton, Pacheco, Rice, just boom, 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 boom. Beach has been on fire. He's been reloading the cupboard. We haven't seen that in Buffalo. No, could not agree more. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Actually, before we get out of here, what's your prediction? I want to hear a score prediction if you have one. Yeah, the one I'm going with right now is actually the one I gave against the Dolphins. I think 23-17 is what I'm going to stick and roll with in this one. I think the Chiefs defense is just that good that they keep the Bills under 20. I think it's a very close game back and forth. I know everyone wants this classic. Everyone wants this high-scoring game. I don't think we're going to actually see it. Again, I think the Chiefs defense is that good. I think the Chiefs at times will still stall in the red zone. There's no reason for me to believe that all of a sudden the Chiefs offense gets completely right. I think we're going to see a little bit of what we saw last week against the Dolphins, which guess what? That is good enough to win. That is more than good enough to win. If you score 26 points, 23 points, you will win every single game because this Chiefs defense is that good. There's something about this matchup in these two teams that I think will bring out the best in both offenses. I'm going to say 30 Chiefs, 24 
Bills. Remember last week, my prediction was 27 to 10. I was that close. I also predicted Tyreek Hill would have one big play and that would be their entire offense. So, and, and, and you predicted that Tyreek Hill wouldn't dominate. So I think we were both kind of right in a weird way. You, were you know nails. what I mean? I, I said under 70 and you said one big play. You said Karloftis. <laughs> I said Aminihu. We were talking about Pacheco getting it going. I mean, we were we were on fire with our predictions. Do you have a star of the game this time? I don't. Not yet. I'm we're trying gonna, to figure. I'm trying to figure out who who, who I'm going to have spy. That'll be for the pregame show. Yeah, we'll save that. Uh, that's a little teaser for our pregame show. I'll be there too. But for now, that's all we've got. Big props as always to the chat. Do us a favor by liking this video. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. That helps us out a lot. Audio listeners on Spotify and Apple, give us a five-star review. That's going to help a lot too. Uh, We will be back for the pregame, but for the full show, we will be back next Wacky Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Central right here on the Arrowhead Addict YouTube channel. Uh, Until then, go Chiefs. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.